We'd like to welcome you back to our emergency freedom alerts for October 31st, 2022. Going to switch gears here. And this one is entitled The Three False Apostles of the Social Media Movement. Uh, Trump, Elon Musk, and Kanye West. Hello, you're listening to Hugo Talk. So I'm going to look into this tweet, this meme tweet from Elon Musk. Going to analyze it in two different ways. First from a everyday way and then from a biblical prophecy way. And see if we can draw any parallels between the two. So first up, let's look at it with no biblical perspective. Okay, so here we see Elon Musk posts, then deletes a meme showing him, Trump and Kanye West as the three musketeers each with their own social network. This is the image here. So we have Musk, Trump, Kanye West, in my opinion, three puppets. They're, they're dressed up like the three musketeers. I mean musketeers, sorry. Um, where they've got their own swords and, and they're, they're all crossing their swords and they're the three amigos or whatever. As the owners, the figureheads of these three social media sites. Now it's interesting, isn't it? Trump and his truth media was set up as an alternative to Twitter. Mm. Parler is the same, it's an alternative. So now, if this pans out like it looks it will do... And these Kanye West just bought Parler, and Elon Musk bought Twitter, which he's going to change into something called X, I guess? Whatever. Three, who go on by this image, are all together, yeah? Not only do they own the main social media, Twitter, but also the alternatives that were set up to be the opposition to Twitter. Like I said before, the establishment own all of And this just broke on InfoWars. Um, what's up, Elon? Elon, massive Twitter purge takes out large chunk of right-wing accounts. And um, I thought he was supposed to be for, like, free speech. And now the many conservative accounts face suspensions despite Twitter shakeup by new CEO Elon Musk. You know, n nothing would really surprise me. Social media sites. So, you know, what's the alternative now to these ones? Now, as I said before, these three people are, in my opinion, actors, puppets. Yes. Front men for the yes. establishment. Do they really own Remember this? the actors part, because we're going to be talking about that next as well. That they're actors, these people. Okay? They're playing a part. They're part of the right-left paradigm. Puppets controlled by both sides, the basically Satan at the top, pulling the strings, okay? But they're puppets, okay? And and you're going to get a certain, obviously, a lot more truth from the right side, okay? You're going to get a lot more conservative values from the right side, typically, than the left, but that's not saying much. Um, but you have to be very, very um, uh, cautious because Jesus Christ said when referring to the Pharisees and Sadducees, he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees to his disciples, which is their doctrine. Okay, so a little leaven, which is like the what causes yeast to rise, it only takes a little bit to make that whole lump of yeast come up. So it only takes a little bit of bad lies and doctrine and these types of things to ruin the whole batch of dough, essentially. And this is why Jesus warned us about these types of things.
platforms or are they placing these faces as the owners of these platforms to encourage more trust in these social media sites give them a face attract uh, the crowd that are more rebellious who question what is going on i think these three people are manufactured images in the media now we've got the pretend christian trump the whole MAGA, New Age, QAnon, mind control, gobbledygook right. that goes along with him. Right. That unfortunately so many people still follow. Why? I don't know. Then we have Elon Musk, who is supposedly the richest man in the world, which I think again is all nonsense, yeah. who fronts organizations. He's not richer than the Rothschilds, okay? that state they want to upload your consciousness into the cloud and stick microchips in your brain. And then Kanye West another pretend Christian in my opinion and one of the most famous black celebrities hangs out with Satanists and proclaims himself to be a god yes. which he did in 2013 in a he song has, he has a song called I Am God by Kanye West I've done tons of teachings on this guy this guy is blasphemy and lukewarm Christianity on a whole other level Kanye West okay he's wicked I mean come on look at these three you couldn't find a trio of more material, uber-greedy, egotistical, messiah-complex, god-complex, selfish control freaks if you wanted to. Right, which is perfect for Satan to control somebody like that, you know? And we must remember this is, this is the image that is represented to us through the media, whether or not these people are what they claim to be. Kanye West, there's a quote from him, my greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see myself perform live. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, that is humility oozing out of every pore. There is no narcissism there whatsoever. There's no pride in that statement. It's just pure humility, as we can see. All the media cares about is what the masses think. And this is the image that people have been sold by the fake stream media. And now these puppets are being placed as a figurehead. Kanye West, this is just from October 18th, says he plans to have dinner with Donald Trump and welcome him onto Parler, which he just bought. And he will also sign up to Truth Social, which is what Trump has. Okay, so, hey, absolutely. Of these social media platforms in order to encourage people. But see, Trump gets attacked. He gets Marlago raided. He still gets attacked by the left. Kanye West gets attacked, all the stuff that just happened with his, I don't know, with the, I guess his comments about the Jews or whatever. So, therefore, they know, the Illuminati knows, Satan knows, his demons and devils and minions know that that is all it will take for the right, for people that are conservatives, that are on the right to say, oh, they attack Donald Trump, they attack Kanye West, they attack Elon Musk, he must be good, he must be good then. Me follow them. No, guys, that's what they want you to think. They're controlling both sides, okay? I mean, it's so obvious what they're doing. Now, I'm not coming down to my listeners. I'm saying conservatives in general tend to think that way. I used to kind of, I used to think that way a ways back, more so, okay? But I, I think I've really got a real realization um about this whole right left paradigm more than i ever have even five years ago i'm, I'm a lot more keenly aware of, of this thing how they control both sides like puppets on a string and um 
That's that's the way they work. It's the Hegelian dialectic. It's problem reactions, reaction solution. It's right left paradigm. It's Coke versus Pepsi. It's good cop bad cop. It's all those things rolled into one. Sign up to them. So here we see this image as them as the three musketeers crossing their swords and the phrase you've got that phrase haven't you from the three musketeers one for all all for one which is a very freemason like rallying call a band of brothers yes. a fraternity all working together if you see the names of their respective social media platforms at the bottom of the swords we've got elon musk having x which is the name he is looking to change twitter to which I talked about before, X is what Musk says will be like China's WeChat, which is, guess what? China's WeChat is an all-in-one social media banking and social credit score, 24-7 monitoring, the digital trap. So, wow, you know, another digital trap that Elon Musk will, will give us this time, all under the, the guise of being the good guy. The good guy that bought Twitter, and he's going to give you your free... No, he's not. He's going to enslave you. But they're hoping you don't check into this devil just like Trump, just like Kanye West, because they're all doing Satan's bidding. It's just there. It's just very incremental. It's very subtle. Remember, Satan was the most subtle beast of the field. He's not going to come out with, you know, his pitchfork and, you know, horns and, you know, pointy tail and all this other stuff. He's going to be very subtle. And he uses people like these guys in order to do that. And then what, what the satanic system does is, we'll attack Trump, we'll attack um, Kanye West will attack Elon and then that automatically makes everybody in the right think well they must be good then it's not the case unfortunately it's interesting that they put that there instead of Twitter so you're looking at the controlled opposition taking over the social media platforms and declaring we are all together and the message with the image uh, it says here in retrospect it was inevitable this is not the first time Elon Musk has used this phrase. He also used it once when talking about Bitcoin, digital currency, which of course they will all be pushing sooner or later. Yeah. It's crazy, really. Which is what the, you have to have a digital currency in order to get, get us to the mark of the beast. Gotta be, can't have cash. You can't, not, uh, you can't have any of that. You can't have coinage, cash, anything like that. You have, everything has to be digital for that mark in the right hand or the forehead to work properly, okay? Everybody, well, 99% of, of society needs to pretty much be on board. Well, maybe even not that high a percentage, but a large, large percentage of society has to be on board in order for that. And it all starts with the whole digital currency, the whole thing with Bitcoin and blockchain and CBDCs, which I've been screaming about, don't do, get away from, don't comply, use cash whenever you can. And I've been saying the cash thing for ever since I've been in ministry. Um, the other things are a little bit more newer. They weren't around when I first started in 06, meaning uh, blockchain and Bitcoin and those types of things. And sad to think that people actually believe that these establishment connected puppets are leading the charge to freedom or free speech, when in reality they are pushing and leading astray many of those who are resistant to the new world order. They are actually pushing that demographic harder into the digital trap 
more than any other demographic. And you can see that they have chosen these three because they all have a slightly different audience, right? You've got Musk to appeal to a techie crowd, Trump to the MAGA crowd, anti-jab crowd, right. even though he is the father of the vaccine, exactly. as he calls himself. Don't know where their brains are. And Kanye West to the black Christian crowd. And of course, they are all mates. So again, they form a circle of cross-promotion, mm -hmm. which is what all CEO networks do. Right. You couldn't get better examples these three people of more obvious examples of false apostles. False apostles being people who masquerade as Christian leaders and get other people to follow them and then lead them astray. I mean, look at how much they worship money, what they buy, how they self-aggrandize themselves, idolize themselves. I mean, Trump Tower. I mean, come on. Obvious false apostles. And remember what I said in my last video. If all of these people are one, then all of these apps will be created so that they can all be combined right. at a later date. Yep, that is very, very true. Uh, okay, so the next video is um, called, well, here, let me just read it here. Uh, Turbocharge Your Discernment, Right-Left Paradigm Exposed. Candace Owens, Kanye West, Tucker Carlson, Trump, Steve Bannon are traps on so many different levels. So let's just go ahead and listen to this. Hello, you're listening to Hugo Talk. So your your problem is controlled opposition. It's obvious. This is this is the problem. The CO network, the Hegelian dialectic, the amount of people who are part of the system pretending to be on the side of the people are everywhere and they cover every angle. And I've been talking about this for a while now. Kind of started with my Trump New Age doctors video. That was ages ago. I mean, it feels like ages ago. They're all working with one another to lead the people somewhere, maybe sometimes deliberately leading you the wrong way to waste your time, maybe sometimes to get you to sign up to something you wouldn't want to and something that you're against, but they reframe it and word it in a different way and sell it to you in a different way. Remember, a lot of this is about data mining too, where they're, they're going to get you to and knowing that you support a specific person or whatever, that puts you on the list. Okay, that's another reason that they want they want lists. They're Satan's all about control and knowing who is on his team and who is on, you know, other this team or whatever. He's very very big on that. And I've got a couple of prime examples here. Now this Kanye West, Kanye West and Candice Owens. They had uh, the uh, White Lives Matter stunt the other day, really boring, you know, it's getting really tedious. And then uh, Kanye West appeared on Fox News doing an interview with Tucker Carlson, who likes wearing his Kabbalah wristband. Now the Here's Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson today, he's wearing the, 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 the red string wristband, which is a sign that you, are, you practice the Kabbalah, okay? I mean, that is absolute flat out. The sign that you, I mean, Madonna's been seen wearing it, Trump's um, daughters have been seen wearing it, Trump's ex-wives have been seen. Uh, I mean, Trump said he was going to a uh, thing and his Kabbalah teacher, I quoted right from his book, I've got the screenshot I put in there. I mean, it, it's not, a, and, and a lot of them are, are um, they practice the Kabbalah in, in secret, which again is, is the highest form of, of um, Judaic witchcraft very very powerful 
And a lot of the people in Heli would do this. And again, I could do a whole teaching on Tucker Carlson. But again, I'm not saying the 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 one guy we just heard, Pastor Matriola, was begging you to kind of watch the video. And and I did watch it and it was really good. And it was good. I'm not saying that you can't ever glean, but just be cautious, be aware that they're being controlled by the the handlers on the right. Okay. It, it they are controlled opposition. Network has influencers, agents in every corner. You have these ones here who are very big. You know, they get promoted on loads and loads of channels, get loads and loads of numbers, they meet with Trump, etc. And then you have much smaller ones. I mean, again, I, they're showing a tweet from Candace Owens. I mean, I, I don't disagree with this. It says the left is outwardly and openly waging war against America. Um, it, but the, then she says Kanye West is single-handedly fighting them on the culture front. Come on. No matter what we slice it, he is a hero. Okay, so this is what Candace Owens is saying about Kanye West. I agree with her first line, but then again, a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. Now she's pointing everybody to Kanye West, who is, he, he is so blasphemous. I've had, I've had things in there I didn't even want to say to my audience on stuff he said about himself being like a deity and about Jesus Christ. And I mean, we are talking stuff that is so satanic that I've covered in previous studies, that it just defies and boggles the mind, none of which he's repented of at all. They get promoted on loads and loads of channels, get loads and loads of numbers, they meet with Trump, etc. And then you have much smaller ones. I see at the moment we are getting some of the bigger shields. They are attempting to give them more exposure in the media and try and make them more believable. Here's Kanye West and Trump in the Oval Office being good buddies and, you know. I think that the public are starting to see through these puppets and see through the illusion of the mainstream and the fake alternative on the other side. And they're just playing everyone, all of the viewers. And these people, they place up as heroes. I don't believe it's working. For example, Jordan Peterson, he was on Piers Morgan there a few weeks ago, giving him a lot of exposure and YouTube algorithm helping as well. And then we had the subversive plant, Andrew Tate, on the same Piers Morgan show. In Andrew Tate's case, they're trying to make him seem like he's really against the system, with Piers Morgan playing the bad guy. It's a pantomime to try and make him look good. And then cue all the minor shill YouTube accounts, Rumble accounts, who then go and make videos and say stuff like, oh, Andrew Tate, he destroyed Piers Morgan in the interview, etc., etc. It's all pantomime. These are showcases for them to be promoted and attempt to make them more authentic to the audience. You can check out the CIA details about these people in my previous videos. I'm not going to go over all of that again now. I mean, really, if you haven't cottoned on to this huge CO network by now, then I don't know. It's never been more obvious. I mean, Andrew Tate, most censored man on the internet, but he just got three million views in that Piers Morgan video. Uh, I don't think he's really censored, is he? Now, that Kanye West interview the other day is another attempt to reinforce him as being for real, you know, to try and make that psyop more realistic another high-profile puppet of course he loves trump of course he loves elon musk and he loves russell brand he's found jesus whilst hanging out with satanist marilyn manson yeah of course he did 
Then we have Candice Owens, who again, I mean, do I really have to explain? As you can see, this one is part and parcel of the CL network, the higher ranked CL network. Like I've said, you have the mainstream media, which is the first net in order to catch people and influence them with their propaganda. Then, of course, they then create a second net, a second net to catch those right. that see through the first net exactly. and bypass it. Yep. This one is part of the second net. Mm -hmm. So, of course, she supports Trump. She supports Elon Musk. Here she is hanging out with Russell Brand, Nigel Farage on GB News, on Infowars, of course, with Alex Jones, of course, with Paul Joseph Watson, Ben Shapiro. Hey, guess what? All of these people support Elon Musk and Trump. What a surprise. And so on. All the same old faces because they all network together to create the second net to catch those exactly. who avoided the first net. Mm -hmm. They saw through the mainstream media. They're here to catch those ones. Now, what they do, and this is just one example, what I want to do is show how here we have a high-profile CL network agent and how this coincides with the low-level ones and how they play the same game. Now, you may have noticed many people going on about ditching PayPal. Now, I'm not a fan of PayPal, but I noticed that all of a sudden this CO network, both the one in the USA and the UK, all of them were retweeting each other saying, close your PayPal account because... Oh, let's stop. Hold on. ...account because of this thing that they were going to hold money in people's accounts if they were putting out misinformation, which they've now backtracked on, which is obviously not good. But I found it strange how they were all doing this, saying this thing about PayPal, all of it in synchronicity, in an orchestrated manner. And Candace Owens being one of the people who was saying it the most. Close your PayPal accounts, she was saying. Well, Candace Owens at the same time is telling people to get this glory fee or glorify, right. with it being fires in Wi-Fi, so glorify, sorry. She is clearly shilling. Now, it shows a picture of Candace Owens glorify. Again, what are the motivations of them saying, close your PayPal account? Well, if that same person's giving you some kind of alternative and they're making money off it, well, obviously there's a gigantic monetary motivation. She says, for those asking, I keep my money at official glor at official glorify. I was approached by the co-founder to join their team. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a ton of money in for you as well. For this company, Glorify is backed by none other than Peter Thiel, the guy who is the founder of Palantir, the CIA Big Brother eye in the sky oh. spying on everyone. Named after the crystal ball, the evil crystal ball in the Lord of the Rings, the funder and also a funder of MAGA. Yeah, and Trump. Mm -hmm. This the highest degree of satanic of uh, the Church of Satan witchcraft, MAGA. Glorify is a new app that is a financial all-in-one app. Yeah, it says Glorify is reinventing the digital financial services customer experience, allowing members to manage their finances all in one place, mortgages, digital banking, and Taylor's social media. It's form. all about getting you away from cash, getting everything digital, and you feeling like you're doing a really good thing because it's conservative and has conservative values and that type of thing. That's what it's all about. And other stuff and recommends you all these things. But here's what I noticed in the small print on their site. It's a way of introducing the social credit score. Oh. Here it says, 
about how you earn points. Uh. How you earn points. Use your Glorify product. You can earn points by using your Glorify product as described below. Promotional offers. You may be provided with promotional offers that let you earn points. If we make a promotional offer, we will let you know the specific terms and conditions that apply. Behavioral activities. So this is one of the way you earn points on this Glorify. You can earn points by completing certain actions in Glorify mobile app and by referring friends who open and use Glorify product. Okay, I mean behavioral activities. I don't. That sounds like Chinese credit score stuff here, guys. I mean, it's it's moving us in this. Remember, say he's not just going to come right out with with again two horns and, and a pointy tail and a, and a pitchfork. But still, this is weird. It, it it has a very weird vibe. And then the Palantir part is just very disturbing. You can earn points by completing certain actions in the Glorify mobile app and by referring friends open and use glorify product negative point balance subtracting points from your glorify account for example if you return items purchased etc etc it can result in a negative point balance so as you can see this is a points based system on behavioral activities and it's set up to give them give points and take points away this is your social credit score this is your behavior modification system of digital control so here we have candice owens telling everyone to close your paypal account while simultaneously telling you to set up this digital app instead which is obviously based around introducing a social credit system a social credit score which is what the new world order wants okay so this is how it works they pretend to be on your side exactly. but lead you into the dragon's den right by way of a different avenue if they really cared about us why isn't trump and elon musk or, or candace why aren't they telling us use cash use currency barter trade toward with one another don't go further into the system this is going to bring us into blockchain this is going to bring us into the cbcds cb uh, yeah Central banking digital currencies, okay? Bitcoin type like things. We have to have that in order to have the mark of the beast. You gotta have it. Everything has to be digital and this is just bringing us further into that system. Famous Infowars, Steve Bannon, Alex Jones, and you remember not that long ago, they were oh, yeah. trying to get people to sign up with their- Steve Bannon, it's right on Infowars with Alex Jones. Steve Bannon launches new financial system for patriots amid bans by payment processors and governments. They control both sides. Chain, new financial system, new currency, digital currency. It's all digital through your smartphone too. All of these things like glorifying these whatever are all digital through the smartphone. They're bringing you further into the system. They're further entrapping you. It's, it's a trap that's being laid ever so subtly pretending to be on your side but leading you into the digital trap so you have all of these big players with big audiences who do this but you can also see it with the smaller ones like this Dan Astin Gregory who I talked about before and here we see now he is doing the same thing he is flogging selling access to a course to learn about blockchain promoting digital currencies which is to lull people into getting set up with cryptocurrencies exactly. and blockchain yeah. and eventually social credit scores. It's lulling people into the digital trap. 
And I'm sure you're going to notice many more of these people, these high-profile people and low-profile people, do the same thing. Oh, and don't fall for that. Uh, one of their excuses is like, uh, oh, it's the only way we can beat them at their own game. Right. We need to have our own digital currency. Get this digital currency and get into this. No, 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 no. They just want to get you into the digital domain where you can then be cut off exactly. in an instant and mm -hmm. your money can be made. And that's exactly what they will no, do. No, no, no. Don't fall get for that people. one. You need the turbocharger. They will cut people off if you're not, if you're a Christian, if you're pro-lifer, if you're pro-Bible, if you're uh, pro-Second Amendment, if you're pro-conservative. They'll have that ability, just like they do in China right now, to cut you off and restrict where you can travel, what you can use, what you can buy, where you can go, what you can spend your money on. It is a total horror show in China right now because they're firmly in this entrenched into the system that satan is trying to pull us all into and this is why i've been so vocal about this for so long and very few people in alternative media are really other than hugo here and some others are vocal about this most of them are actually on board because they're making money from it as we're talking about here now here's um uh, a teaching i did on um let's see nine six nine of 2013 and one part of it was kanye west jesus which is a which is a um like a blasphemous uh twisting of jesus okay he calls himself jesus now we're here he calls himself just ye or something just ye okay it's like when prince changed his name to a symbol you know it's just the, the pride that, that wells up in these people just gets to a point where, you know, you can't even comprehend it. And the demon infestation also does at the same time. Kanye West's Yeezus, it, that was the name of his album, mocks Jesus Christ. He pays, and then he pays tribute to the Antichrist. Yet he says he's a Christian. Okay. Um, Jay-Z and Aleister Crowley also exposed. Now, Another thing I saw is he had a he had a um, screenshot of this on this video, and it's called Explore Talent, and it is Candace Owens' acting and modeling profile. And um, I'm like, what is this? Well, okay, now this guy that did this is a far left liberal investigative journalist, so I, I want to state that right up front. Okay, I'm not saying this is from a Christian source, but this. I believe is widely available. Explore Talent is not a hidden organization or anything that you can't find anything about. He recently posted a Twitter thread in which he exposed Candace Owens and other far-right influencers as being paid actors. Okay, now, I've said this about Ocasio-Cortez for years. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. Literally, when they brought her in, she is a liberal, democratic, whatever she got elected office to or whatever, they were having tryouts to to actually run for this particular office. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez showed up. She's, you know, pretty and she basically won the part. Okay? She was literally like a year before that doing wet t-shirt contests in bars. She won the part all of a sudden and becomes this liberal expert and activist in whatever she is congresswoman or whatever that she is and she's up there she's a paid actress 
she won the part and they basically elected her. I think she was in like New York City. They elected her, got her in. She had no qualifications to be a politician in any way, shape or form. Unless being a bartender and doing wet t-shirt contests qualifies you for that. Okay. This is no different what we're talking about here. They're buying and paying for their influencers on the far left, on the, on the left and on the right. Okay. So... Um, recently, they posted a Twitter thread in which he exposed Candace Owens and other far-right influencers as paid actors. In other words, Owens, like many of her MAGA compatriots, are being paid to shill for Trump. The practice of astroturfing, which is hiring people to participate in rallies or events to lend the appearance of grassroots supports, is often contracted out to political consulting firms. But it's also been used by foreign state actors who want to sow discord. This is all part about perpetuating Problem, reaction, solution, right, left, paradigm, Coke, Pepsi. Okay? For example, conservative pundits like Candace Owens and Tommy Loren just so happened to come out of the same Explore Talent. That's the name of the, the, I guess, the agency. They just so happened to come out of the same pool. Okay? And, and again, I give you the screenshot of Candace Owens right here. Uh, age 32 female, height 5'8", body type slim, ethnicity Caribbean. Hair color black, eye color brown, acting modeling profile for Candace Owens, age 32, New York, New York City. Okay, and then there's a different links you can click on. Um, much of this information is based on an investigative piece by Nicole Chenley, and, and who is also a liberal freak, and I will tell you that right up front. Here's the problem. The liberals are really great at ferreting this out, and I and I believe this information is is pretty easily verifiably true. Now they'll never though look at their side. They'll never ever ever in a billion years look at Biden or or any of the other devils straight from the pits of hell, which are probably fifty times worse than Candace Owens. Okay, they'll never ever ever in a million years. It's all about the wicked conservatives and the right. So I want to just state that right up front, that I'm not turning into some liberal whatever, but I'm saying that they, the research they look like they did here is actually pretty good, and it looks pretty easily verifiable, okay? And they're showing person after person, a lot of them I've never heard of, that would show up at, at um, like conservative right rallies, and they're being, they're literally failed Hollywood actors that they know can be easily bought, that they're basically putting into these positions, um, much of this information is based on an investigative piece by Nicole Chena, Chena Il, who made this thread exposing how Explore Talent, the agency that churned out Candace Owens and other far-right personalities, would recruit failed Hollywood actors, directors, and screenwriters to push their agendas. And that's exactly, they've got person after person, they're showing you the picture, they're showing you the rally they're at, and they're like, how does this person who has no more work in Hollywood all of a sudden have time to go to every single conservative rally in argue these points I'm, I'm telling you the satanic empire is huge and the right left paradigm is real it's it's far greater than i even ever comprehended to be honest um then this report digital monetary herding shills exposed dr sherry tenpenny who i played in the last study <laughs> i've warned about her she's in that new age doctor network that we've talked about that i've exposed Okay, and, and so is Hugo Talks exposed, but not many others. <laughs> Most of them don't want to mess with that. Most of the people on alternative media don't want to mess with it. I'm sorry. Uh, Dr. Shirt Tempany, Candace Owens, Kanye West, Parlor, and Glorify. 
So this is another video regarding the subject, which is just, man, it's, it's crazy. Hello, you're listening to Hugo Talks. This is a follow-up to the video I did about Kanye West and Candace Owens. It was called Turbocharge Your Discernment and I was talking about how Kanye West and Candace Owens and how they are yet another psyop on the public, you know, a pantomime to herd people into digital apps, digital traps. They are experimenting and seeing how many people these influencers can get to sign up to their apps, financial apps. I was talking about how Candace Owens, one of many people in the CO network who is telling their followers to close their PayPal account while she was simultaneously plugging this financial backing app called Glo an app which you, if you look into the details, is a social credit score app. It talks about behavior modification through points awarded and points taken away. Check my Turbocharge Your Discernment video uh, for more information on that. That's what we just listened to. It now turns out that we have one of Trump's New Age doctors who is now promoting this very same financial banking app, the Glorify app. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, here we see promoting the app. So as you can see, what a- So now she's promoting Glorify. And you know, again, the love of money is the root of all evil. I'm not even saying all these people might be fully aware of exactly what they're doing some of the time. I, I don't know, I, I mean, God judgeth the heart, okay? I'm just saying, unfortunately, they're in a very bad, they're in a movement that's gonna end in a very bad place, I believe. If you, if you were to just follow Trump and Alex Jones and Mike Adams, to where this is all going to end up, I firmly believe, and I have said this over and over, that it's not going to be in any kind of biblical um, worldview. It is going to be in the arms of the Antichrist and the false prophet. And it's going to be a subtle process, but I believe it's going to be black hats against white hats, right-left paradigm, we're good, they're bad, the wicked evil cabal is going to be destroyed, and... We're going to have the Ascended Masters and the aliens or whatever come in and save the day. Or at bare minimum, somebody like Trump and the White Hats are going to come in on a white horse and save the day and, and dispose of the wicked cabal. And then we can all rally and get behind them. And, and most of the people on the right already are. And that's going to bring us into the tribulation period. And at the head of them is going to be the Antichrist and false prophet. Whether they play the alien card and the Ascended Master card, I don't know. But I think it's highly likely, highly, highly likely, based on my previous studies and past research um, that we've done here. Hey, Candice Owens, MAGA Trump supporter. App is funded by Peter Thiel, also a MAGA Trump supporter. It wouldn't surprise me if there are others promoting this app. Maybe there is. This is Peter Thiel of Palantir, as a which is beyond wicked. Christian financial app is promoted as a patriotic app. Do you think any of these people are really Christians? They're showing all these people around a table praying, and it's the Glorify, this Glorify app on your smartphone, which is gonna bring you into this, you know, digital currency type of thing that's that's the alternative to, I guess, and goes far beyond PayPal, okay? Um, so they're, they're literally playing the Christian card 
and the Patriot card. Like you can't even believe even even the logo for Glorify is basically a flag. It's a stylized American flag. And they are tugging on the heartstrings of all conservatives to go and make sure you do this. We got Sherry Tenpenny, we got Candace Owens, and only only God knows else who's actually promoting this. And again, where does that end up? It ends up with a mark in your right hand or your forehead eventually, because you got to have a digital currency in order to have that all happen. And this is all bringing us to that. Many of these doctors, if you remember, these new age doctors linked to Trump are all linked to new age Academy yes. of I've done more than I don't even know how many teachers on that the on on the new age doctor network that are this linked to Trump in knowledge which is basically the Lucy's trust Lucifer publishing theosophical Academy of divine knowledge you can look that up I mean David Ike joked up with them who is one of the biggest Christ hating new age freaks that's ever walked the earth Del Bigtree Dr Northrup um Dr Tenpenny Michael Jaco, who is supposedly an ex-Navy SEAL, another Q-bot. I mean, we are talking really rotten fruit here. We're we're talking some people that seem to have good intentions, yoked up with really, really rotten, rotten people like David David Icke and these other people promoting Q. Dr. Mikovits, okay? I've played a lot, some of these people in my studies before. so it's just you got to be careful who they're yoked up with which you can check out trump's new age doctors on hugotalks.com talking of people who are pretending to be christian here we see now kanye west who appeared what was it last week with candace owens wearing those white lives matter t-shirts which was a stunt for attention obviously because they both had their psyop agendas to publicize in the forthcoming week then Kanye West turned up on Tucker Carlson Fox News, who was then accused of being anti-Semitic because he said something about Jared Kushner. Then Kanye went onto Twitter and then got banned for saying more anti-Jewish stuff, which looked pretty obviously staged, in my opinion. Right. And now, lo and behold, yesterday, news came in, he's bought social media app Parler. Just like that. Gets pretend banned from Twitter, then Kanye West buys social media app. And Parler, right? Who is the CEO of Parler? It only happens to be Candace Owens' husband, George Farmer. Yes, wow, it's a small world, isn't it? Could it be a coincidence, you reckon? Parler is owned by George Farmer, the husband of Candace Owens. Candace. Again, birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> it's just more, wow. Owens, of course, is a MAGA Trump supporter who is telling people to leave PayPal and go to her Glorify app, which is a social credit score New World Order app. Also plugged by Trump MAGA Reawaken America New Age Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. And Kanye West, who also is Trump MAGA supporter. You're getting the message? You're getting how it's all connected together, yeah? It's all connected. It's all a script. It's all planned out. And most people don't pay this type of attention and can't see how it's all a bit of a scripted pantomime. They just think it's happening naturally, you know. Candace Owens' husband and parlor owner, George Farmer, is son of Lord Michael Farmer, who is a member of the House of Lords in the UK. (laughs) It all connects back to the establishment. So the Illuminati, essentially. She's married to a guy that's connected straight into bloodline Illuminati. 
Gordon always Michael does Farmer. one way or another. It says here, financial terms of the deal, of the parlor deal, weren't announced. The company previously said it had raised $56 million in funding from outside investors. And Kanye says he bought Parler because he wants to be a champion for free speech or something like that. It's the same reason that Elon Musk gave for buying Twitter. Of course, Musk is a mascot, a front person for all of these organizations. And Kanye, in this respect, is, I believe, no different. You see, what we are seeing is people, the public, are being herded. Um, I mean, look. Right. We have a split in society. There are the majority who watch the mainstream news, get their jabs, don't question what they see on the news. I mean, you'd think that might be changing by now. Maybe it is slightly. But you also have on the other side, you've got the dissenters. You have those who are questioning what's going on, those who sense something is up. That's where the CO network comes in. So they pick people, celebrities, well-known people who have a certain demographic of followers, those who are more dissident, those who are more likely objectors, those who don't want to toe the line. They get people who will appeal to that demographic. They get them to say things, to act out in public and attempt to get that particular demographic on their side, get them following them. Exactly. Then they attempt to influence that audience. Now, if you look, if you were cattle and they wanted to move the cattle into an area, into a field, you'd get a couple of farm boys and they'd wave their sticks and go, Oi, go on, move, move, or whatever, you know, make some sounds to get them to move down the road, through the gate, into the field, and then close the gate. Job done. But with people nowadays, they want to herd you into digital apps That's right. in order to control you, in order to monitor. And these are the cattle herders. Trump, Candace Owens. Kanye West, Elon Musk, anybody that's promote Steve Bannon, anybody that's particularly in this particular regard that's promoting this push toward going all digital and further perpetuating that whole thing. Anybody that's promoting blockchain and Bitcoin and these types of things. I'm not saying they're all fully aware, but again, that ends in a very bad place. It, it ends in the mark of the beast. And that's why I'm so against it you in order to track you and it looks like there is now a trend to use well-known faces yeah to that guy that guy evidently um with the with the long red hair that does the real kind of like quippy funny youtube videos he's kind of like he's wearing a legalized freedom shirt i, I don't know what his name is but he's evidently promoting one of these things called zion um I don't trust any of them at that level. They're they're most likely all compromised. I could have went down this road a long time ago. I, I could have yoked up with certain factions of alternative Christianity, and I won't even give any names. When I first, I got pretty popular on Sermon Audio, like really quick. It was, I just give the Lord Jesus Christ all the credit and the honor and the glory for it. But it was like meteoric. And I didn't, I wasn't even a pastor. I, I had a horrible microphone set up back. I mean, it was really bad. And I, I, but I kind of like really got, and I had a lot of inquiries that were coming to me. And the few times I yoked up with anybody in any way, shape or form, it always came back to bite me. 
And I mean, it was not on my end. It was like, wow, all of a sudden I've got the knife firmly planted in my back and I have no clue as to why that did happen other than maybe jealousy or I don't know. It was crazy. I mean, nothing like do unto others as you'd have done unto yourself, you know. And I just learned a long time ago, I really don't want to go down that route. Uh, and there's a lot of other reasons too. And I'm so glad that I've just stayed separate from from all of that because once you start getting yoked up it's very easy to overlook a lot of the things that might be going on with the group that you're yoked up with it's very easy to just to turn the other way is what i've seen and i'm i'm just praise god i didn't go that route them as the owners of these apps whether or not they actually buy them or not i don't know but they place these well-known people as figureheads the owners of these apps because they want people to trust it maybe people right. to go to them right. and think that these people are the owners of the app and it will encourage more people to join up to sign up to them and they are probably experimenting and analyzing how well this technique this strategy works for more use in the future and you can see this with the candace owens yeah. and a large amount yeah, the beta of testing all this on basically the conservatives and the patriots this is a beta test to see how many people are going to go in to these uh, these apps and, and particularly the ones that have the monetary uh, function on them, the digital monetary function, they're really seeing what type of numbers they're going to be able to generate. The CEO network, including GB News, yeah, all telling people to close their PayPal account and then with Candice Owens offering the replacement with the social credit score, New World Order banking app, Glorify. And with Kanye... We have someone who I think, I think is a complete puppet of the establishment, who they have been molding and changing over the recent last few years. I mean, I personally, I think he's, he's, he's a total, I believe he's a total MK Ultra mind control slave. I, I, with him, he's just way too weird and volatile and just, I think the Kardashians and all of them are most likely all MK Ultra mind control. Uh, the freak show that that whole family is with Bruce Jenner now. What? What's what's his name? Brucetta now, or I don't even know. Anyway, um, that whole freak show is just wow. I mean, <laughs> he just defies the imagination. Pretending to be a Christian, yeah. Oh, I Caitlyn mean, Jenner. I'm sorry, Caitlyn. Come on, I mean, he did a Sunday church service gig with Satanist Marilyn Manson. Yeah, there's, here's Kanye West praying on stage with Marilyn Manson. Uh, okay. That's that's a good person to yoke up with, an overt Satanist. Uh, I heard something about maybe he found the way. Or what. Give me a break. Please spare me. It's all publicity stunts. It's all about, again, these publicity stunts, which get attention, which get you following the person, and then, you know, you end up following these people. It's just problem, reaction, solution. On Halloween. I mean, come on. Yeah. So I think they changed this well-known black celebrity, given him this new image of being a Christian, who then puts out these anti-Jewish messages on Twitter, gets banned, and then buys a social media app. Hmm, I'm, I'm seeing the psyop here. Right. This could be a long-running one. But I can see how this maybe could be used as part of the anti-Christian agenda, which I've mentioned before, because at the moment... You know, what, what do we have? We have a celebrity who has suddenly turned Christian recently, who is now all of a sudden saying anti-Jewish things, 
who could then be told to act crazy, unstable. For example, say, like, similar to the Alex Jones uh, playbook, you know, have yeah. the guy act crazy, right. tell maybe 60% truth, which then discredits anyone else who holds the same views, despite them being factual, if you know what I mean, yeah? It's all very twisted, but all these pantomimes seem to lead to the end result of someone saying, come and download. Satan has many flavors in his ice cream shop. More flavors than Baskin Robbins and all the other ice cream shops combined. That's why you've got like over, I don't even know how many, like over 30,000 pseudo-Christian denominations on planet Earth. There's like 30,000 plus, I've heard. That's a lot of different satanic flavors because most of those, quote, denominations will take you to hellfire. A lot of them are just overt cults. Okay? But Satan has a lot of different flavors for people. And, and it includes stuff like this as well. He wants to accommodate you in every way, shape, or form, just as long as you remain deceived. And the Bible says that we're not to be ignorant of Satan's de uh, devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us. This financial banking app or social media app, you can trust me and add your details. It always ends with that. And talking about pretend Christians, interestingly enough, someone recommended me a channel and I looked into it the other day and I started looking around the popular Christian YouTube channels the other day and I started noticing how many of these channels specifically the American ones seem to link with one another you know they're all appearing on each other's shows all doing podcasts with one another you know creating that circle of cross-promotion that I mentioned before and when I looked into it some more, I found a number of them were connected to many of the New Age doctors and characters from the MAGA Reawaken America tour. Oh, stopped again. They, they, they love to target certain websites to make sure the videos freeze up. America tour. People like Mike Lindell. The Pillow Man, for mm -hmm. example. Yeah. It seems that this CEO network extends over into that as well. It's connected there too. And I might look into that some more. But we could be looking at a lot of people a bit like Kanye, who are making out they are something they are not. But, so, but anyway, look, turbocharge your discernment. I'll leave you with this passage from Corinthians, which I think sums up what I'm talking about in this video. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Well, they, they appear as the apostles of Christ. No marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to... To their works. So yeah, it's so it's no great thing if Satan's Satan, essentially Satan's ministers be transformed as the they're going to appear as ministers of righteousness, but they're not. <laughs> Inwardly, they're ravening wolves. Okay, they're you know wicked, evil people that are putting on an act and probably being paid very, very well to do so. Now. Previously, I've covered, and I'm just going to go over this super quick. What I did is I reposted my file on the New Age Doctors, 
that were mentioned, the ones that are yoked up with the COVID movement, the anti-vax uh, movement, okay, like Dr. Sherry Tembiti. Um, I have the first link is Aquarian Luciferian Agenda, New Age Doctor Network. That's a link you can click on. Then, virtually all prominent COVID truther doctors are connected to the occult seven rays and the Academy of Divine Knowledge and New Ager Sasha Stone who is united with the United Nations and so much more. Members of this include Christ-hating and godless David Icke, Del Bigtree, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Carrie Madaj, Sherry Tenpenny, Michael Jaco, Dr. Larry Pawlowski, Dr. Christine Northrop, Sean Stone, Dr. David Martin, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, and many more, all placed by the UN to make our transition to the new normal or the new world order more comfortable. Now, some of them may not be aware of what they're part of, okay? So I don't want to, like, throw them all under a bus, but I'm just saying they're part of the problem, okay? So I give you a lot more information here. There's a video you can play. I also did a teaching on emergency freedom alerts, uh, 10, 25 of 21, part one. General Michael Flynn invokes Luciferian, Madame Helena Blavatsky, and Elizabeth Claire Prophet's seven rays, which are linked to the Ascended Masters. At, Pank, at Pastor Hank Kuhneman's religious event. He's a hyper-Pentecostal guy. Okay, I talked about that there. Then another teaching from 12-6 of 21, exposed again, General Michael Flynn, former National Security Advisor in the Trump administration, recently said the United States should have a single religion. Because that's all part of this too. But Flynn was simply revealing the next step in the Great Reset in the New World Order. Plus my teachings on exposing General Flynn and the entity he prays to known as the Michael the Archangel and how this high-level New Age movement views this imposter of Archangel Michael. Then, another one uh, I did on 511 of 21. Must see Dr. Terry, Sherry Tenpenny, uh, Dr. Madaj, Dr. Buttar, Del Bigtree, Robert David Steele, G. Edward Griffin. Robert Kennedy Jr. and many others are compromised, all either knowingly or unknowingly part of the controlled opposition. I'll give you the link to that. Then, many prominent truther doctors connected to Guru, New Ager, occultist Sasha Stone of the Academy of the Divine Knowledge. There's a link to that. Then, Stu Peters. Is he really fighting for humanity? Is he a friend or foe? He's had many roles, including a rapper. He, um, he might be more than meets the eyes. Rapper music, his career, his bounty hunter, and now actor. Um, I'll give you a little link there, okay? Now, I'm not saying you can't. I, I, I play, I'm probably play stuff from Stu Peters possibly today if I can get to it. I'm just saying, glean, but, you know, have your guard up with this stuff because um, at the end of the day, there's very few I trust. All right, going further. Um, is this the final nail in the coffin for Europe and elsewhere? BASF partially shutters operations in Europe, cratering supply chain and fertilizer, thousands of chemicals. Now, when I.G. Farben, which was the driving monetary force behind Hitler, who, you know, was like a failed type of house painter and type of thing, Hitler, they chose Hitler to play the part that he played, okay, just like these other actors that we talked about today. The company that was the driving monetary force behind Hitler was I.G. Farben. I.G. Farben made the Zyklon B nerve gas that they used at Auschwitz to, to gas the Jews. Um, I believe, well, I.G. Farben after World War II had to make itself way more incognito. 
Okay, so it's split into three different companies. BASF, which is what we're talking about today, Bear of the Bear Aspirin fame. So the, th the three main ones that actually it was that it was formed in 1925 as a merger of six chemical companies, BASF, Bayer, Hoist, Agfa, Chemchik, Fabrika, it's in German, and another one in German. Uh, afterward, it divided back into its constituent companies, but I'm not, I, I know for sure it divided back into BASF, Bayer, and Hoist. I'm not sure about the other two, okay? Anyway, I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. So, BASF was one of the companies that merged in IG Farben that then, after the war, in order to not have a horrible reputation, divided back out into their, their original constituent companies, BASF, Bear, and Hoist. Bear and BASF, I believe, were the most wicked of all the companies that were it was a part of, okay? Um... So Bayer actually recently acquired Monsanto, which was perfect. I mean, that's Monsanto, which was, you know, didn't really surprise me. Anyway, um, the person writing this report says, over a year ago, it became publicly warning the world about global famine implications of the loss of natural gas pipelines in Europe. Through the Haber chemical process, natural gas is combined with atmospheric nitrogen to create ammonia, the key molecule for creating nitrogen-based fertilizers that grow crops necessary to feed an estimated four billion people across the planet now it'll grow a crop it'll it'll grow a very nutrient um sparse crop because all the trace minerals in the soils have been depleted and removed through over farming and host of other reasons that's a whole other study i warned that if natural gas supplies were not abundant in europe and and um to basf in particular that fertilizer production would plummet and there would not be enough fertilizer to grow crops to feed the world Several months ago, I met Michael Yon, an international journalist and analyst who saw the same exact thing at the same exact time. I believe this is Mike Adams writing this. He visited the BASF executives in Germany, and he, again, it's still in Germany, okay, BASF. Um, and he recorded several interviews with me about the catastrophe that would unfold if BASF shuttered operations in Germany due to lack of natural gas from Russia. See our most recent urgent interview below. I'm, I'm only going to play about 11 minutes of this, but it, it's going to be enough to give you a pretty good overview on what we're talking about here. Let's see if I can get this playing here. All right, welcome to this urgent last-minute interview, I suppose you could say. I reached out today when I heard the news about BASIF in Germany looking like they are shutting down operations they're moving he calls it basif i've never heard it referred to as that but it's, it's always been known as basf they used to run i remember when i was a kid they would run commercials on tv that would say something to the akin to like we don't make the products you buy we make the products you buy better and that was the, it was kind of weird because it's like they weren't advertising any particular product i don't really know what it was gaining them these commercials because they weren't really trying to sell you anything from what i can remember it was just kind of a little infomercial on their little company and it was just kind of strange them to china feeding into the deindustrialization of europe i had to reach out to michael yan uh, michael yan i've interviewed a couple of times before an extraordinary individual world traveler an analyst and he nailed it. He told me in a previous interview that if BASIF shuts down, 
It's the end of European industrialization as we know it. So he agreed to join us last minute. Thank you, Mr. Jan, for, for coming on late at night. Uh, I know you're probably in a different country anyway, but thanks for joining me. It's great to have you back on. Oh, it's great to come back on. I'm actually in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Just got here for some meetings. Just came in from London, and I, I was recently at BASF or BASF. I was there twice in the recent months researching this. And by the way, I saw you on, with David Dubine earlier. I've watched dozens of his shows. He also nailed it. One of the You and David Dubine are in the top 1% of 1% who saw this coming way in advance and realized just how crucial this is that BASF, or as I say, BASF at Ludwigshafen, uh, Germany, is just the beating heart of this. It's just been what I've been watching for a long time. That's why. Okay, so I'm going to play you. I'm going to play, I don't know, one or two of these commercials. This is from 1991, BASF commercial. At BASF, we don't make the plane. We make it lighter. We don't make the lotion. We make it smoother. I wouldn't trust any lotion they'd give you. Ugh. We don't make the dress. We make it brighter. We don't make the carpet. We make it tougher. At PASF, we don't make a lot of the products you buy. We make a lot of the products you buy better. BASF, the spirit of innovation. And that's that's what I remember. Those those types of commercials from them. I don't really know what it gained them, but anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in. Flew to Germany and then drove over to BASF a couple times. Did a big tour of that giant facility. They've got something that David Dubine talked about earlier on your show, uh, the, the just incredible interconnectivity of the chemical processes at BASF. In other words, they don't just make fertilizers. They make thousands and thousands of chemicals. In fact, they told me when I was there, over 40 so thousands and thousands of chemicals. So you can understand why the advertisement, we don't make the products you buy, we make the products you buy better. So it's through all their different... <laughs> Again, it's a totally satanic company, though, which, you know, really kind of stinks. Um, literally the driving monetary force behind Hitler, at least a constituent of it. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff. Which is like over 40,000, not 14 or 4,000, 4,000, It's a lot of chemicals. And uh, they have different plants around the world, but... But that one is their original plant. It's huge. It's 10 square kilometers. And and these processes, as David mentioned earlier, are, are all interconnected. 10 square kilometers? A company that is, and this is one of their, this is the original one. This is the one that was probably near and dear to Hitler. 10 square kilometers. I, I realize a mile is not as big as a... Uh, it's as big as a mile, but a kilometer, 10 square, not it's try to comprehend that. That's how big this company is. And actually BASF invented a word for that called Fairbund. Fairbund, when I was there, they kept back using the processes, here. as David mentioned earlier, are, are all interconnected. And actually BASF invented a word for that called Fairbund. Verbund, when I was there, they kept using the word Verbund, and I said, I speak German, actually, because I was you know, in the Army, I learned German at uh, the Defense Language Institute, and I, and I used to live in Germany, so, so I'd, I'd never heard that word before, and I said, what, what's this word Verbund? It's a quite interesting word, and a, a, a man at BASF said, oh, we invented that actual word. Verbund means 
this interconnectivity of processes that is so complex that it's like a it's like a an organism like a living organism in a sense you can't you can't just shut it down you'll kill the whole system right and as david dubine mentioned earlier it's once you shut this bad boy down it's not like you just flip the switch and turn it back on if you can get it back started it's i mean you could but it's going to take a huge process massive amounts of money probable chemical leaks and explosions and all sorts of things the people what david said on your program is what they told me at basef as well like you if we turn this thing off turning it back on is going to almost be like rebuilding the plant i mean it's like and they've got yeah. Yeah, and so so how important is basic well i mean it's the beating heart it's the one that you need to watch to see the the the, the direction of europe itself and and they're dimming the lights now while i was there they, they, on one of my trips earlier this year uh they said you know they're the the uh they're looking at opening at dimming the lights on this one in germany ludwigshafen uh and going to china and it was all about the energy and it was all about the uh and not just the energy there's also the control the greens the green you might call it the green cancer you know there's a there's an article yesterday about uh there's in such an energy crisis in germany that they're actually dismantling some of the windmills now to open coal coal mining again i mean that's how i saw that yeah you can't even make up this stuff mike i mean so Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, Michael, I just I just want to back up. I, I do have a ton of questions for you, and I know you have to catch a flight pretty soon, too. So let me know when, when you need to go. But, you know, you and I, in, in the last interview that we did, we talked about this. We told everybody, watch BASIF, because BASIF requires natural gas, large quantities of it, not only for the hydrocarbon molecules, which is a feedstock to manufacture things like ammonia. And we talked together, you know, about the, the Haber-Bosch process and so on. I think our audience knows all about that. But also the natural gas is necessary to have the power and the heat to run the processes to make the 40,000 chemicals that basic manufacturers. Well, once Nord Stream 1 and 2 got blown up by the United States, then even the possibility of having natural gas supplies abundant once again to Germany, that possibility was wrecked. And I have to believe that led to this decision, which is being reported by Reuters and others, where Basif is now saying, and this is from the CEO, uh, uh, what's his name here? So, uh, here it is, Martin Brudermuller says they're going to downsize permanently, permanently. They're not even pretending that this is transitory. This is shutting down in Europe and building up in China. As of today, that's done. So what does this tell us, Michael, about the future of today. Europe. Of well, it's it's interesting because the uh, you know as soon as those as soon as those pipelines were blown up, of course Nord Stream two wasn't actually open yet, uh, but and and uh, because of pressure from the United States in particular. But when when Nord Stream one, I was up all night. By the way, when Putin shut it down earlier this year, just watching the flows because there was an online monitoring station where you could watch the flows. And he cut it off, but he didn't blow it up, right? And then it strongly right. looks like we actually did it. I mean, I would bet, you know, 99.99% we blew it up. And as soon as that happened, I said, wow, we just killed Europe. We just literally put a bullet through Europe's head. Uh, because, I, I, you know, this is what I do. I track this stuff. I'm tracking the energy. I'm tracking the food. 
supplies. That's why I watch you. That's why I watch David Dubine. That's why I watch others who are watching their corners. And I'm, you know, out here basically on perpetual recon. And as soon as, as soon as that happened, now I would pay attention to the Amal flows that are going through, coming from Russia, going through Belarus and Ukraine. Those are still open for some reason. Uh, and I would watch other infrastructure, for instance, the, the Norwegian flows, not Nord Stream, but Norwegian flows. And there's various other pipelines. But essentially, as soon as that, as soon as we saw, you know, something happen to Nord Stream 1, I knew Basif was dead. And, and you know, and again, that's your, that's your, that's it. And so the deindustrialization, as you were talking about. And again, that's because of the natural gas that would be cut off to, to BASF which they actually they absolutely have to have that in order to make the um convert the nitrogen into ammonia which is for the fertilizer which obviously has a ton to do with crop production that that's why okay just to reiterate that earlier on your earlier show with david dubine you know the smelting plants david's been talking about this for a while they've been closing and uh the steel and everything else is one by one they've been that's why I have bought everything that I'm going to buy, like the extra batteries for solar and solar panels and right. all these. That's why I pay so much attention to what you do, because you have a lot of important tips, like how to use a tractor for energy instead of getting a generator. And uh, I mean, yeah. th these sorts of things are going to become vital information for people to get through this thing, because there's going to be an epic global famine on a scale that I've been talking about it since January of 2020 was when I first started warning. January of 2020, so, you know, almost going on three years soon. I've been warning about it. Back then, it was just a, a, a dim, foggy thing. I could see it coming, but I couldn't quite make out the form. And now, as month by month passes, we see the form. Europe is going to go cold. Uh, you know, they're going to run out of – Germany will probably run out of gas roughly February-ish, something like that. I, I just drove probably a 1,000 miles around Germany. I drove all from Netherlands over to Prague and down to Hungary and over to Austria, back up all over Germany. You want, Mike, you're not going to believe how many trees they're cutting down. I, I told Jordan Peterson, he spent two days with me over there recently after I went on a show. And I said, Jordan, when you're flying over Germany, look out the window and take photos of all those empty uh, those trees that are being cut down. I mean, they're cutting down millions and millions of trees. And as you know, you know, there's a big difference in heating your home with firewood as opposed to having a romantic, you know, Christmas uh, uh, fire in the fireplace. When you're, when you have to, and I lived in Germany for four years, I lived in Poland for two years, so I lived in Europe for six years. It's quite cold in Northern Europe. Uh, they're gonna have to basically cut down every tree in Germany. To, but, but keep in mind, uh, they're also doing the same in Poland and Hungary and Lithuania is cutting down trees and sending them to Ireland. I was just in Ireland as well. And, uh, and the bottom line is, uh, they're just not going to have enough. And not only that, as they cut these green trees down, it takes a couple of years to season it anyway. It's not like they're going right. to throw all these trees in a kiln and dry them out, not to mention the fact that the, they are, uh, you know, as David Dubine and you have said many times, it doesn't matter how much electricity you have, which they're not going to have enough anyway. They already don't have enough electricity. But it doesn't matter if you have 100 nuclear plants, everything working perfectly, you can't make nitrogen-based fertilizers with that electricity You've got to have the gas, the Haber-Bosch process, which you've described right. many times on your show. David has described it many times. I described it many times. It is just what it is. The math is not going to add up. Now, one thing that we get from famines is we always get pandemic from famine, and you always get war every time, no exception. And another thing you get from that triangle of death 
the four horsemen, or, well, four horsemen, but that three horsemen is the pandemic, famine, war, right? You get hop, human osmotic pressure, the human osmotic pressure, the push and pull of migration. And right now we see massive numbers. As I've been, as you know, I've been spending months, I don't know, I don't four months, five months in the jungles in Panama in the last couple of years in the Darien Gap. Took two congressmen down in there, Tom Tiffany from Wisconsin, for instance, took them deep into the jungle to watch these migration flows that are flowing from Africa, flowing from Asia, and flowing from South America, and also Haiti and Cuba, flowing through Colombia. I was down in Colombia as well. That's where the Darien Gap starts. And then it comes into Panama. What we're looking at here is as these famines unfold in places like Africa and Europe, you know, people can make it to the United States and many ways. All you have to do is get to South America somehow. And once you get to South America, then get to Colombia and go through that jungle. And then it's just bus rides in Europe, you know, Texas, California, New Mexico and all that. And we've talked a lot about that in previous studies. And, and this is all part of this as people get more desperate and the food supply to the earth is cut off. They're going to just you're going to have just this even more massive wave of illegal aliens coming into America to further destabilize and to destroy America. And, and you know, if Biden stays in office, obviously that's going to just be at breakneck speed. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not right-left paradigm and you're over here saying whatever, but obviously it's going to be worse under a far-left political regime than it would be for a Republican that would be in office. That's, that's all I'm saying. So, yeah, that, now this interview goes for another 46 minutes, but I just don't have time. I, I can only kind of give you cherry-picking type of stuff. Uh, but I give you, if you want to listen to the full interview, I do give you the link there, or it's up on Mike Adams' site there. And uh, pretty... Um, the guy really sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I mean, this is a guy that's total boots on ground, that's flying all over the world and observing this firsthand i mean hands on boots on ground this guy is you know i give you the link to his um website as well okay i'm i just went to his website and unfortunately it's a it's a member only website i guess and i'm sure that's like a like a yeah it's probably like a uh I'm assuming there's some kind of fee involved, is what I'm saying. I, I don't want to go through all the rigmarole of that, but his his information is out there, um, or his website's up there. It's Michael Yon Y O N dot locals dot com. Anyway, um, going further, this is from a longtime listener. I've read many of her comments before, Elaine. Listener comment and report, it's worse than they are telling you. Hundreds of millions will starve. Hi, Dr. Scott. I visited our local food banks, uh, two of them in the town I live. I live in New Mexico in a rural area town of about 10,000. I've been involved in the food banks for about 15 years. I have never seen such a reduction of food available to the poor as I have this week. I'm in shock. One food bank distrib distributes food monthly in boxes, and usually they have a full section of soup, canned beans, dry peas, beans, canned fruit canned or frozen meats, uh, tuna, peanut butter, and fresh produce in bread. The director said she used to order from six pages of entries of items available. That six pages has been reduced to one-third of one page. 
I looked at what they got in their last delivery, which was Raisin Bran, uh, Raymond Noodles, and a few other items. It was one or two pallets instead of being ten. They also normally feed school children lunches over the weekend. They prepare bags and distribute them, ready to eat portions of fruit or juices or energy bars. They got none of that delivered. Moving on to the Gospel Mission, which provides breakfast and lunch weekdays in a soup kitchen atmosphere, they used to provide full meals at lunch, like meat, potatoes, vegetables, and, and a drink. All week long, they have only provided carbohydrates. I have not seen any proteins offered. Um, this is one of the things where, again, it gets into the, the studies I've done on red meat and on meat in general, how important that is for us to be able to engage in spiritual warfare. But what is meat? Well, meat is protein, primarily. I mean, unless it's a fatty fatty meat, which has been a lot more, uh, well, it's protein, but it's with a lot of fat commingled. Um, and again, there's obviously leaner cuts of red meat um, and that type of stuff. But um, I could understand why they would want to get us on a very, very high carbohydrate type of diet. Um, also, the eating, this is how they're going to introduce more of the eating of insects and bugs, which has that nice, wonderful exoskeleton made out of chitin, which is actually a toxin, a very cancer-causing toxin. That's one of the reasons they want us to get to, for us to eat bugs, because they know it'll cause mass cancer deaths. It's also extremely toxic. It's also, I believe there's a horrible spiritual component to eating bugs, probably, that we're not able to actually see, because demons are invisible, type of thing. Um, there's tons of reasons they're but what they're what they've got to do is take away all the all of your other alternatives so that only bugs remain and whatever carbohydrates they want to feed you that's where i see this ending up uh, if they if they have their way um i've not seen any proteins offered for example one day mac and cheese with a fake cheese sauce i mean that's like death in a box another day corn chowder homemade oh good gmo corn chowder gmo corn which they grow in the fields and it's horrible uh, corn chowder made with potatoes and canned corn and milk. More corn. Mm. On the day they serve the mac and cheese, I asked the cook, do you have any protein? Do you guys have any eggs, cottage cheese, yogurt, tuna? He said no. The community does not realize or know this is happening. It is not broadcast. I am in shock. Again, what does this pretend for the winter months since this is only October? I'm going to keep watch for what is happening there. This disturbed me so much I had to write and tell you what is happening below the radar. We have no fear because we are in the hands of God. Um, God bless you and Taylor, Elaine. And then I posted a map here of mega drought areas in the U.S. So you can actually click on that and see how many, how much of the United States is under like really serious uh, drought conditions. I mean, I've I seen the Mississippi River is, it's like that... Uh, Charlie Daniels song, the Mississippi River's going dry or whatever. Or no, maybe that was, uh, that was, um, that wasn't Charlie Daniels. That was uh, Hank Williams Jr. from what I remember from when I was a kid. Anyway, um, most of America, it looks like about at least half is either under continuing or worsening drought conditions or... Um, developing drought conditions, mostly in the Midwest and out West. And, or they're in drought, but it's improving. 
actually it's way more than half the United States if you if you include that. Or there's parts that are ending their drought. If you count if you include all those, it's far greater than half of America is in that particular um, some type of drought condition. Now this is this is a, from the report that she sent me that I'm going to play about 20 minutes of. Ooh, if I have time. Oh boy, report from the boots on the ground. Farmer and rancher who had traveled the country. The U.S. stockpile of grain bins are empty. The FDA has not changed their assumption that the grain bins are available. The forecast for new crops is lower than expected, they say, due to drought and flooding. Ranchers slaughtered half the beef and bison to save the remaining herds to be able to feed them during the winter. Remember how I told you there was like, like miles and miles of cattle cars in like Texas where they were taking their beef to be slaughtered? That's why. Because they couldn't feed them, so they had to slaughter a lot of their herd in order just to be able to buy the, the skyrocketing feed prices to feed the remaining cows that they did have. Or some of them just shut it down. They slaughtered them all and they quit. Um, so there's a glut of beef and bison right now, but it will take two years for the rangers to build up their stock of animals sent to market. Yeah, but that's probably not going to even happen anyway. He predicts beef will go to $50 a pound. $50 a pound for beef. I mean, it's outrageous right now going out and just going out and shopping. $50 a pound? Come on. Chicken, $30 a pound. The United States manufacturers needing grains have been able to go around the world. Now, I'm not saying it's that yet, but that's what they're predicting, okay? The United States manufacturers needing grains have been able to go around the world to purchase grains at high prices just to keep their food and cereal manufacturing plants open. Meanwhile, those in Somalia can't afford to purchase grains or f and face a severe famine. The food shortage is worldwide. And again, this is why, guys, I've been telling my listeners for years and years and years to whatever you can do, stock up on hopefully long-term, somewhat long-term at least. doesn't have to be like freeze-dried. You can still do it. You can still stock up even on canned stuff. Like go to like a discount place like Big Lots or, or one of those places and, and, and do what you can do. I mean, the Bible says to go to the ant who, who, who stores up its food in summer so it has plenty to eat in winter okay there's a lot of biblical um biblical precedent for me saying that i've done whole studies on this particular subject now again do as the lord leads you okay i'm just saying it would be prudent i think to at least pray about this if unsure fast as well see what the lord you know where he directs you um the food shortages worldwide, China's in dire straits also. Food shortages in 2023 will progressively grow worse in the U.S. He suggests planning now to grow your own food to supplement, if you can. A lot of people don't have that as really an option. The greenhouses have had to shut down food production because of high energy costs. Uh, take the time to read the comments below the video. I'll give you a link there. Extremely good information there too. P.S. I heard a report from Haiti that roving gangs are breaking into the U.N. storage buildings. There's a huge shortage of food and fuel in Haiti. Starvation is causing civil unrest. Haiti is evolving into a hellhole. Hey guys, it's been a while since I've done one of these videos. I wanted to discuss with you a little bit about the food crisis, the food crisis that really hasn't even set in compared to where it's headed next year. There are a lot of people who are still in denial about this. It's not their fault. A lot of the... I believe this is a farmer or rancher that you're hearing here. Yansa, Yan, Yanasa TV. 
reporting that they've seen, a lot of the information that they have been given has been piecemeal to them, or you know, it's, it's not something that people really retain. So in this video, I'm gonna cover a lot of this information, cover a lot of key points, and hopefully help you guys understand the gravity of the situation that we're headed into. Um, I just got done traveling across the U.S. filming. Uh, we, we work with a lot of uh, small farms. Well, I don't say just small farms, but um, farms and ranches across the United States. And um, one of the things that we kept hearing and, and was very noticeable on our drive was the condition of a lot of the crops across the United States. As you know, this year we've had a severe drought, which has had a dramatic impact on crops across the United States. Um, but one of the concerns that I have had and that I've mentioned on this channel over and over again, and I said, when we get to September, watch for the uh, the September USDA reports because they're going to change everything. And, and we've seen that happen. But uh, when we were out west, for example, we kept hearing from numerous farmers that the USDA uh, reports on stockpiles had to have been wrong at the end of 2021. Um, and the reason for that is when you look at uh, the the cash bases for corn purchases as the harvest is coming in, normally what you have is you have a lot of grains in the stockpiles. And so you'll see the cash bases a lot lower than the future prices of corn. The futures are what you see traded on the um, on the Chicago Exchange, and and instead, what we're seeing this year is we're seeing the cash basis much higher. You know, where corn is currently around seven dollars on the December contracts, we're actually seeing it on the cash basis uh, corn going for about eight dollars or or more on average out west. It's been about forty cents higher than the futures price. Uh, a little when you head east, it's a little different, but the east coast has had. Uh, slightly better crops the last two years, um, but we're really looking at our impacts from the drought, which is now going on to its third year. Um, I don't know how we're going to survive a third year based on what we've seen as far as crop losses this year. It has just kind of been a compounding issue because you've got this drought. Now, what he's, what he's not going to get into here, I'm pretty sure, is that all of this is being created by all the weather warfare the government has been waging against America for a long, long time. And I've I've proven this in previous studies or very recent studies where we talked about the overt technology the government possesses going all the way back probably to the 40s where they can absolutely totally manipulate weather. They can create hurricanes. They can abate hurricanes. They can create fog. They can get rid of fog. They can create rainfall. They can get rid of rainfall. Therefore, they can get they can create droughts and they, they have total control. Now, I'm not saying God's not in control. I'm just saying from that standpoint, they have the control to help these situations, but they're creating them because again, this is all about herding us into wherever they want to get us into. And they know that shortages will create the ideal environment where people will be most receptive to whatever our satanic government tells us we need to do. Slowly expanding. Anyway, but the reason why the cash basis bids are so high and why they're over the futures prices is because the grain bins are empty out west. The grain bins are empty, which means that the stockpiles that were presumed to be there by the USDA last year were incorrect. And if you look at the USDA report from September 30th, they actually did adjust those numbers down. They were still you know, about 1.7% higher than the year before, but they did adjust them down. Uh, and I think they're, they're going to have to make further adjustments. I've talked about this on this channel for years. Every September, you see this cut 
on uh, stockpiles, and that's because it becomes harder and harder to hide, especially when you have a cash, ba cash basis bid so much higher than the futures contracts. So that is something that you should all be concerned about. The grain shortage that is coming is going to be severe. Driving through Kansas, most of Kansas, most of the corn crops in Kansas were toast. Um, th there was nothing there. When you get into states like Missouri, I think Missouri is looking at a 30% decline in, um, in new stockpiles this year so there there are definitely some major cuts going through this this year's harvest season um, and those stockpiles were completely diminished out west the bins were empty farmers were bidding up above um, futures contracts to get grains back in their bins so that they could feed cattle over the winter and um, and whatnot so uh, this is something that I hope you guys are paying attention to and that you're you're starting to see it, you know, see what's going to be happening in 2023 and preparing yourself now. So I wanted to bring up several different points uh, for those who have completely missed uh, some of the activities of the past year. And hopefully, you know, some of these key points to our food supply will help you help register for you what's happening out there. The red winter wheat crop this year was the worst that it's been since 1963. It was a very, very small winter wheat crop. The difference, though, between 1963 and today is that back in 1963, there were only 182 million people in the United States. Today, there are over 329 million people. So we've had the population nearly double since the 1960s, but we're seeing the worst uh, winter wheat crop that we had seen since that time frame. And this year is not going to be any different. The drought conditions out west uh, have continued to uh, gain momentum as we go into a third year of La Nina. So winter wheat this year is going to probably be just as bad as last year, if not worse. I think that as these conditions continue to compound, what you have to realize is that it's compounding on the soil as well. That soil is getting drier and drier. It's getting harder and harder to grow on. Rice crop in California is projected to be about 50% of what it was last year. Uh, this is a lot to do with the drought conditions again, but we're looking at a 50% decrease in rice production out of California this year. Looking at something like a tomato harvest, uh, the tomato harvest in the United States this year is estimated to be about 10.5 million tons. That's a, a million tons less tomatoes this year than an average year. I started out talking about corn. The thing about corn is that this year's corn crop is expected to be the worst that it's been in a decade. In fact, if you look at fresh corn shipments across the United States this year, it was down 20%. Another uh, crop that was down significantly this year in shipments were carrots. Carrots were down 45% this year. We talked about the potato shortage. Uh, the potatoes were year-to-date shipments were down 13%. Celery shipments down 11%. Total peach production in the United States was down 15% this year. I mean, these are all significant numbers. Three quarters of the farmers in the United States. So you're talking 75%. Most farmers in the United States say that the drought conditions are impacting their crops. They're impacting their income. They're impacting their crops. The drought hasn't just taken its toll on crops either. If you look at the cattle industry, and I'm going to uh, address the bison industry too, because I think that uh, these two industries have both suffered significantly. But if you look at the cattle industry, the total number of cattle in Oregon is down 41%. The number of cattle in New Mexico is down 43%. This is because these cows have been harvested and, and their, their, their herds reduced in size 
because of the drought conditions. They can't get water. They can't get grains. In Texas, cattle, uh, cattle are down over 50%. Um, there's actually some farmers predicting that ground beef prices could go up to $50 a pound. That's a significant amount of money that people would have to pay for ground beef. Why? Because we've harvested all the beef this year. The, the, the ranches have had to cut back on their herd sizes so much, it will take several years to get their herd sizes back up to where they used to be. And the bison industry, as I mentioned, is kind of facing the same scenario. We've gone to ranches this year where they've gone from about 4,000 head of bison down about 50% to about 2,500 head of bison. And they've done that because of the drought conditions. The, the grasses are growing slower. They have to manage their land. If they can't feed the animals, they can't hang on to them. And so they're predicting that uh, within two years, you're going to see a bison meat shortage. And that the reason why there's a, a time frame there from when we go through this mass production phase and then when we can start seeing the actual shortages hit the shelves is because um, right now you're harvesting a lot more beef and, and bison and meat than you would normally harvest to try and reduce the herd sizes to save yourself from drought. That's, a, that's flooding the markets with more meat than what would typically be on the markets. And as you know, the way supply and demand works is that when supply hits harder, um, the, the cost of things go down against the, the demand line. Um, demand has actually been going up, which is why you haven't really necessarily seen a price break at the grocery stores, because the demand is actually rising each year. And so what's scary is that we're actually over-harvesting this year. Prices are still going up. When you, when you do the math and you really put this all together, over the next couple years when there's a supply glut because of what we've gone through this year, and if, if this current La Nina trend continues uh, far enough into next year, we could see it continue into next year. Um, but when you, when you see how this system works, within the next year or two, you're going to start seeing those shortages on the shelves. And when those shortages hit the shelves, the prices are going to skyrocket. And it's going to take years, years to rebuild the herds to the sizes that they were um, in the bison industry. It could take years more than, than the cattle industry because uh, bison typically don't reach reproductive age for a couple of years. But um, we're going to have to see a, a major adjustment, in, and I think across the board in the meat industry because of the herd size reductions this year. And next year, I think we're going to see a lot of those herd size reductions when it comes to chickens. When it, we've, Well, we saw some of that this year with the bird flu. Um, when it comes to pigs, because of the, the cost of grains, there, there literally are no grains. Like I have driven through these fields. I have driven across the West and there's, the fields are looking horrible in a lot of states. Not all every state. I mean, there are some states that look pretty good, but um, for the most part, I mean, when you consider how much grain it takes, um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of crop devastation out there from the drought. This drought is the worst drought the U.S. has seen in 1,200 years. And while we're experiencing that 1,200-year drought here, Europe is also experiencing the worst drought it has seen in 500 years. They're expecting corn production in the EU to be down as much as one-fifth. I mean, these aren't small numbers. When you figure a 10% decline in crop productivity uh, is, is damaging to the markets, damaging to your pocketbook, you're talking in the EU a one-fifth decline in total corn production. You're talking in the United States, I think, more than that. Um, the pro uh, 
Pro Farmer Tour came in 10% lower than the USDA's numbers, which were adjusted lower. I mean, I think that the Pro Farmer Tour is actually going to seem pretty bullish because driving through some of those western states, some of the states that they covered weren't that bad. They weren't that bad compared to states like Kansas. I'm pretty sure Kansas has seen close to 70% of its corn crops lost and soybeans. So overall, with crop losses in France, they're expecting about 35% crop losses. In other areas of the United Kingdom, they're expecting as much as 50% crop losses. And the, the other problem that you have over there in Europe is that they've gone to this green indoor farming where they've been able to grow a lot of plants and, and vegetables inside. Um, and that industry has also been shut down due to the high uh, cost of uh, gas and 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 the energy that it requires to operate those indoor greenhouses. I mean, the, the concept was if we grow inside, we have a controlled environment, we're not polluting, it's better for the earth, and now they're getting shut down because the energy costs are so high. Um, there, the, you, when you look at, there was a bakery that I read about in Europe that got a $300,000 gas bill in one month. The, the, the prices of energy... Um, in Europe right now are absolutely insane and they are shutting down farmers left and right. They're shutting down indoor farms left and right. That's not a solution. I don't know why anybody thought that would ever be a good solution, but <laughs> they're shutting them down. They, they have no choice. You can't grow food in those environments for the cost of, of what it takes to grow them, for the cost of the energy. And I think that's we're going to start seeing a lot of that too when it comes to harvest. Time. And now they won't even be able to get the fertilizer if BAS, BASF shuts down there in Germany. Or he said dim the lights. And I don't know if that means a total shutdown or a partial, but I mean, it sounds like it's going to adversely. But again, they've been doing this all along. They've been doing trying to take out every single thing that there is. And we've reported on this along the way regarding fertilizer, regarding transportation of that, just so many different ways. This has been a probably multi-decade process to bring us to this point. You know, whether or not farmers can justify the cost of energy to go out and harvest their own fields. Uh, there are parts of Germany that they're expecting about 50% crop losses in. Italy is already reporting 80, up to 80% crop losses in some areas. Kind of heading over into some of those third world countries where um, a, a large percentage of the population has already been suffering uh, severely from uh, starvation and hunger. Um, this is what I've said on, our, on these videos several times in the past. We are a rich country. We tend to outbid some of those poorer countries. And so you don't feel necessarily the food crisis here because, you know, the big the big chains are all buying grains from wherever they can get them around the globe, shipping them here, turning them into products, putting them on the shelves for you. But other countries are starving. Other countries are, are having major issues. And then when you look at a place like Somalia, they're expected to have about an 80% decrease in crops this year alone. That's an 80% decrease in feeding their people. And they, they, they're, they're not able to outbid countries like the United States for some of these grains that go on the market. I mean, they're in a very hopeless, dire situation. We've seen in places like Iran and other countries around the world where you've started to see um, some revolt and, and 
retaliation because of food prices, energy prices, food shortages. And I think you're going to start seeing that spread faster and faster around some of these third world countries. Africa has lost at least 7 million livestock animals this year due to drought conditions. China is facing the worst drought in, rec in their recorded history as well. Um, and in fact, China has got a meat supply issue. Uh, they have dipped into their strategic pork reserves the most they ever have to try and keep prices down because prices were getting out of control. So there are significant food shortages in China. China is not one of those countries when they get into a food shortage situation that you want to get in the way of. I talked about California rice a few minutes ago. When you look at uh, rice in India, India produces 40% of the global rice trade around the world. And they're expecting to have significant losses this year. Um, they're not expected to produce nearly as much rice as they normally do, or any crops for that matter. And then there's been this, um, this livestock disease in India that's been killing off a lot of cattle. Um, this is why it's important for us to know as U.S. consumers where our meat is coming from because we don't know, you know, what sick animal it came from when it's coming from some of these places overseas. But there have been a lot of uh, diseases going on in India this year as well. I'm not sure exactly. I'll have to do a little more research on that situation out there. But they have lost a lot of livestock as well. You know, we're not just talking about droughts here. We're also talking about flooding situations in Pakistan of, of good portion of the country has been underwater and floods and almost all of Pakistan's crops have been washed away this year. I think the exact estimates of crop losses in Pakistan are 80 to 90 percent. This is unfathomable when you have countries reporting 50 to 90 percent crop losses around the world. This is the type of stuff that I have been warning you guys about for several years now. It's all happening. Just because you don't see it at the grocery store yet does not mean that it is not happening right now. What you're eating in the grocery store was grown last year. So when you put all this together, you know, you've got uh, the U.N. warning that there's going to be multiple famines in 2023. And it, it, these are it, it's pretty obvious. We can see where the famines are already happening. There, it would not surprise me that we see significant food shortages here in the United States. There was a recent survey that said that uh, grocery shoppers in the United States, the, the amount of credit, personal credit being used by groceries has gone up 95%. That means that people are buying more and more groceries on credit card. Um, the cost of fertilizer continues to be out of hand and going higher. The World Food Program is saying 828 million people, that's nearly one eighth of our planet, is going to be having uh, is going to be going to bed hungry in 2023. And I think that number is actually going to be a lot higher. I, I saw a report the other day where there's people in the UK that can't afford, I guess, soap and deodorant anymore. And they're embarrassed to go to work because they can't afford, I guess, to wash or to have deodorant. I mean, it's getting that bad and... I can't comprehend how much, I think we're giving you a glimpse here, but how much worse it's actually going to get. I think we're, we're, I think we're looking at about 25% of the population of this planet in 2023 at some point having food shortage issues. So guys, these are real issues. These aren't things that were caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. If you noticed, I didn't even address the grain situation coming out of Ukraine. That's another 
uh, one of those uh, one of those issues that have come up over the past year that are causing food shortages for everybody. That's causing a lot of energy shortages. I guess I brought that up a little bit with um, the energy crisis in Europe. Um, luckily, we're we're selling as much of our oil overseas as we possibly can to help everybody out. But my point is, is that this is a global crisis that's hitting everybody. Um, and I, the reason why I've been warning about this for several years is because not because of climate change. Um, the climate does change constantly. A lot of people call me a climate denier. I, I don't deny that the climate changes regularly. Um, but with the patterns that I've seen, the natural patterns of our climate cycles and where they've been heading over the past couple of years, it would appear that um, what we're seeing now is only the beginning of a longer trend, a longer trend that's going to last for a longer period of time. And if we can't make it past this year, with growing crops, I mean, we've, our stockpiles were wiped out last year. That's why out west you're seeing the cash basis bid so much higher than the futures contracts. And I think if you look across the board at several other crops, you're going to see similarities there. Once we run out of the stockpiles, once we've run out of the free-made pres preserved foods that we've had, um, the, the situation is going to snowball more and more out of control. We're already seeing numbers being adjusted on a regular basis to the downside. Um, the, the thing that worries me is that there's going to be another type of distraction, you know, whether that's the, the war with Ukraine getting more out of control. I think Dr. Dr. Fauci said the other day that there could be a, a COVID uh, virus this winter that would be worse and more deadly than the one before. There's going to be some sort of distraction to keep us distracted from coming to terms with the reality of what's going on out there. The only way that you can really avoid being impacted by these this coming food crisis is to in some way supplement your food with food that you can grow on your own. Um, and, I, and this is probably the most important thing everybody could possibly do right now is figure out a way to grow food. Even if you live in an apartment, grow some things on your balcony. I actually have met people who have run small farming operations out of an apartment enough uh, with enough produce to actually take to a farmer's market and sell it. So mm -hmm. there are ways that you can create food regardless of where you are. You don't need a ton of land. Anything that you can grow to help offset your grocery bill is going to save you with high. Yeah. And I think there's some vertical farming, like vertical ways you can grow plants that um, I think Mike Adams might have some stuff up on his website, some kits you can buy. I mean, they're, they're available out there. Um, anyway, this goes on for about another seven minutes here, and um, he gets into some other su subjects. But that's all I have for today, and I'm just about, yeah, totally out of time. So um, God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll see you in the next audio.